Good morning, fellow students, and welcome back to another episode of Legacy Weapon, your guide to the legacy format. I am, belatedly, Jamie Keller. And I am uh, Drew Walton. Not You forgot You forgot there for a moment. I'm, I mean, I'm just, I'm not sure whether I'm belated or not, because this is mostly your fault that we've not recorded for... Oh, oh you, you've been Drew Walton ages. the whole time. Right, the real yeah, question is, just, wh- yeah, wh- yeah. Where was I? Who was I in the meantime? Am, um, I, am I a spy? Um, you're, you're a baby daddy. I'm a baby daddy. I'm a baby daddy. Hey, everybody. I am so sorry about the long delay. Uh, a special apology to our patrons who have been supporting us in this time and who we need to do something extra special for because yeah. we weren't making shows in that time. Nope. Uh, we just finished up on my household, a difficult pregnancy that turned out great. Everybody's healthy. Everybody's fine. But a difficult pregnancy and then new baby, which... Uh, if you hear lower quality sound, let us know, complain, but we apologize. I, I have to be in the car because I finally gave up trying to find a good time to set up and record, and now I'm just going to record as best I can. Right. So it, blame me for the delay. Blame me for audio. Blame Drew for everything else. That'll work. It'll work. Okay. Right. So uh, not much has happened, right? Uh, I mean, it's... I... You know, a couple of sets have been released, a couple of rules have changed. Depending on how long it takes us to uh, edit this, a lot could happen. Isn't Banned and Restricted coming out this week? Uh, yeah. Or next week? Yeah. Yeah. And I I, I saw the best picture ever. Apparently, the Monday after Easter, somebody right in front of the rules manager had put a giant construction sign that just had the words, Banned Sensei's Top on it. I mean, at his parking place, so just so that he'd know what was important in life. <laughs> food chain, which I'm not sure. I, I, did we ever talk about food chain? I don't think we ever talked about food chain. Maybe um, in, like very, very we, much in we, passing. But we will try to uh, bump that deck, deck tech up on the list because food chain is doing well and is being very popular lately, um, at least relative to what it had been. So right. be aware. If you know what it is, now you know more than you used to. If you don't know what it is, uh, you know the same amount as you used to. <laughs> Message me, I'll talk to you about it. There are new sets. We do set reviews now. It's a thing. Yeah, right? sometimes. Sure. Yeah, yeah. okay. Well, first, uh, we, we want to do set reviews. Not every set. You know, Legacy doesn't really care about every single draft common. No. Uh, but we want to touch base. Um, so I thought we'd do this, look back a little bit uh, at the last set review and what we were right and wrong on. Uh, review the um, uh, most recent set that we hadn't talked about, which is Aether Revolt, and see what it's done. And give you our hot takes, hot takes on, on the new Amonkhet. 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 I know I'm pronouncing this wrong. Oh, my gosh. I do love the flavor. I, I, love, I, I love the Egyptian flavor. And I, yeah, I, yeah. It's, the art is gorgeous. The flavor is great. If um, you like the art and the flavor, I'm going to link down in the doobly-doo. Um, the person who you should be following, an Egyptologist who's big in the magic um, oh, nice. online community and everything – this is what she was waiting for. It's yeah. it's great hearing her talk about it. Ask her about lettuce. Um, just trust <laughs> me. By the way, if you're under 18, don't ask her about lettuce. Trust me. Okie dokie. See, Nat and Drew, now you want to ask her about lettuce. I really want to ask her about lettuce now. You, you'll learn why Egyptologists giggle at the sight of a salad. <laughs> okay. Um, so so let, let's go over the, the last sets real quick. Sure. Um, talk about uh, the... Prior sets that we talked about before last time, we had been looking forward to Conspiracy and to Kaladesh. Uh, yeah, Kaladesh. I, I, I don't remember what yeah, we said. Right. 
I assume we were just 100% right on everything. Uh, we were pretty close, I think. Um, well, I think your take on not much from Kaladesh was pretty close. Pretty close. Uh, you the you one... said flat nothing, I recall. I said flat nothing. That, that is... was quite right. Uh, yeah, it was let, pretty let, much. Let's go. Yeah, yeah you, you've got the list. Let's go through, uh, and we will talk about the things that have seen play um, from Conspiracy, from Kaladesh, and also from Aether Revolt. Right. What do we have? Uh, well, from Conspiracy, we correctly predicted that Leovold would see some play. Well, yep. we, we he, said he he was really good, and he would see play if if the like decks if they had were, a home in those colors. I, I thought, I, yeah, yeah, I think that's what we said is that he's looking for a home. He deserves a home. That we hoped he would get a home. Yeah, the, the Tur- answer is actually, turns out. Yeah, it turns out he is a member of Airbnb. Uh, he finds his home everywhere. Everywhere, yeah, everywhere. Um, people are splashing blue. People are splashing black. People are just—he's in everything. Um, he, he's great against miracles. He's great in miracles. I heard a, I, I read an article basically just about him talking about how to fight against him. And one of the ways to fight against him, play your own. That was actually one of their advice. Yeah. So um, he's real good. Um, so we were right. Good. Although uh, we underrated that, him just like everybody else underrated. Th- him, this so. might be on par for, I remember back when we had our one episode where we talked about modern and we said, you know what? I think Eldrazi will be pretty good. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, go back, we and, were, watch, go back yeah. and watch that episode. It's Technically very sad, right, but totally yeah. missing the point. Yeah, it's it's funny in a sad way. After all this retrospect, honestly, yeah. Uh, oh, we, e- even funnier when you realize that we recorded it before the Pro Tour where uh, Eldrazi exploded, and it aired after. Right, so everyone got to hear it after the fact. I hear it a- after it was like eight out of eight decks in the top eight, and we were like, I mean, and, and, it'll it'll show up. Yeah, I, I, I was hoping that it would have one deck in the top eight. Because I, I, yeah. I worried that if it was like four decks, maybe, maybe it'd get four decks. Then it might get banned, so I don't want that. <laughs> and, yeah. Okay. And. Anyway, so the other cards we talked about were uh, Recruiter of the Guard. We said that would see a significant amount of play, and it has. Yep, pretty was... much as you'd expect, uh, just taking the place of uh, uh, Imperial Recruiter. Imperial Recruiter in it, it has... Ch- it has changed a few of the decks. Uh, people debate whether it's better or worse. It's mostly, mostly honestly, I think it's gone in as the budget option. I don't think a lot of people who are playing it instead of the red are doing it because they think the white's that much better than the red. I've heard both that it's better and that it's worse. I think it's, well, I think it's better in Alluren, but the main thing it's seen play in is actually Death and Taxes, where actually some yeah. people did used to play an, oca- an occasional red splash in Death and Taxes for Blood Moon and Magus mm-hmm. of the Moon. Um, but... Most of those decks are now just mono white again because mono white is it's just better to be in, in only one color for a lot of reasons, yeah. and you get your recruiters anyway. So, and actually, the uh, for for that deck actually the recruiter of the guard is the better recruiter because it gets all of the creatures you would get you would care about, yep. whereas the uh, red recruiter misses your flicker wisps. It's good anyway, news. It's it's a good card. Uh, the other yep. card that has seen a lot of play in Death and Taxes has been Sanctum Prelate. Yep, great um, card. Yep, so that's that's been pretty solid. Uh, oh, we, we, sorry, I, I was going to say we missed one though, like completely. We just like we, we picked like I picked a lot that I thought might see play, and we picked yeah. those three. They were yeah. kind of the easy ones. We missed one. Which one? Is I don't one? think we mentioned it. The the Palace Jailer. No, we talked about Palace Jailer because I said I, would, I was going to play it in Soldiers. Oh, okay. Well, uh, it turns out uh, it is actually every bit as good as I thought it was, and again, maybe a little bit better because people are playing it in Death and Taxes. 
It's not everywhere, but it is seeing play. Oddly yeah. enough, it is not seeing any play online because it's not available online. Yeah, that's really weird. Um, yeah, the, the way they print um, non-normal sets, like conspiracy print in quotation marks on Magic Online, is weird. And yeah. at the moment, it's only for rares and mythics. And it's not a rare or mythic, so I, it's just not available. Yeah, I guess the theory is, well, the uncommons and the commons from these non-major sets, like, that, ah, those aren't going to have any impact on Legacy anyway. That's mostly Wrong. true, but, mostly yeah, I true. mean, Palace Jailer, it's, this is a, it, it's a two of in, an, in a decent number of, yep. I mean, and like, in pa- a number pa- of Palace Taxes Jailer, decks, that's a, tier, that's a tier one deck, I mean... Yep. For Palace Jailer, if nobody knows, is a, I believe, 2-2 two, two white creature for three. Is that right? It's for four? A two white and two. It's a four drop. Okay, four drop, 2-2. Two, two. When he comes into play, you become the monarch, so you get to draw a card, <laughs> and now you're in the monarch, you know, who can hit who harder game. Yeah. Which white creature decks usually do pretty well usually, at. Usually, yep. Um, and, and when there's the battlefield, you exile target creature and opponent, an opponent controls until an opponent becomes the monarch. Yep. So... Even if they kill this guy, the thing stays exiled until they can hit you. So right. decks that don't really hit very often, like, uh, yeah, they most like combo show decks. and tell. Like yeah, show but, and tell. Like, for example, yeah, you can exile their Emrakul, and it, yeah, that's pretty. Great. Or or just yeah, the the fact that there are a lot of decks that if they hit you, they've won, and okay, fine. Yeah, it, it doesn't really matter at that point who's the monarch. But this right. keeps the thing away for against a lot of decks as long as you need it. Right. And you get to draw a card every turn. Again, yeah. against the matchups where they're not back and forth punching. Right. Which is, yeah. Um, a lot of I've, I've, Like I said, I've been playing this in Soldiers, and not that I've gotten a ton of games in with it, but it's been pretty awesome every time. Yeah. It's probably not quite as good in any of the other decks as it is in Soldiers, but it's still pretty good. Yeah. So, yeah. Great. All right. And I think those are really the only four that are seen play out of Conspiracy, out right? Out of Conspiracy, I think. Yeah. We did, we did talk about like another 10 things that we thought were reaches and it turns out they were all reaches. <laughs> they didn't get there. Um, so, yeah. All right. Well then let's move on to Kaladesh. Kaladesh. Which you said flat nothing. I did and say I, flat nothing. I, I reached a lot and acknowledged it. I don't remember what they were. I assume that I was I, actually perfectly correct. I did. I do remember saying that I thought there was a chance that smuggler's copter would see some play. And it has. And you told me that was ridiculous. I I don't remember that. And we were both about half right, because it has seen a little bit of play. I mean, it hasn't Actually, exactly... It, it is seeing more play in Death and Taxes. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I have... I, I read an article about somebody, I wish I remembered who, I'll probably I'll try to link it below if I can find it again, saying that it was being bumped up to a two or three of in their deck, and that it was often the best card in their deck. I mean, I which, can see that. Which might be hyperbole, but the fact that they can say that with a straight face tells you that it's doing work. It's legit. It, I mean, I, I will say what most of the Death and Taxes lists I have seen have not been running it, so it may depend on your build. I don't it, think it is a main... It, it's not something that's in most builds. Right yeah, it, now, it's not a staple, but it is... It's there, and it, and correct, yeah, it may be on the upswing, correct. so you know, if you're still holding on to your playset from Standard and crying about how you spent you know $40 on that playset and then, you know, now they were worth, like, the whole thing was worth $10 after the ban. Yeah, um, they're about 3 bucks each, I think, now. Yeah, right. So maybe maybe uh, rejoice. Maybe they're legacy cards now. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that, that's awesome. Uh, one that I got to play with is the new Nyssa, 
new now in quotation marks from like six months ago. Right. Yeah. Um, the, the Nissa Vital Force, right? That's what it's called. Yeah, I don't think we talked about this at all. We totally missed this one. Um, I did. I I, not, I did not believe uh, Julian, friend of the show. He said it, and even though he is the guru for elves, I told him that he must be mistaken. Yes. Um, and he was not mistaken. Uh, but, uh, so Nissa. Nissa best, Vital best, Force. Best green planeswalker? Best mono green planeswalker. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe yeah. ever. Yeah. Yeah. At least mm. for Legacy. Well, and, and it's so strange because she doesn't look all that good. No, she doesn't. So do, do you have the – can you pull her up? Because uh, we definitely did not read her off the air last time. Right. So she's a she's a five drop. Um, and Always playable in Legacy, five drops. Right. Yeah. Uh, she comes in with uh, – where is she? Where is she? Where is she? Um, I think she's on the Google. There she is. There she is. I found her. I found her. Okay. She comes with five loyalty, which is pretty solid. She has a plus one. It says untap target land you control until your next turn. It becomes a five, five elemental creature with haste. It's still a land. Uh, she has a minus three return target permanent card from your graveyard to your hand. And then her ultimate is a minus six. It gives you an emblem with whenever and it, whenever a land enters the battlefield under, under your control, you may draw a card. So yeah. the main thing you do with this is just animate your lands and beat the miracles players face in. Yes, that um, is probably the number one use. I, yeah. I talked about how all these actually have been winning him games. Um, yeah, that, that is that is number one use of just a five five haste. Yeah, I mean it's it's big. like it, it, if I think we all just underrated this because if if there were a creature that made if there were a planeswalker that made five five hasty creature tokens. We'd be like, "Oh my goodness, that is the that is so broken. That's that's so yeah. crazy." That's well, basically and this is still end of turn. So you, well, you only get one, so it's also like a slash panther. And, like, and of course, right? And it right, you don't get to. It does. It's true. I guess that's true. And you don't. Uh, it does. If they blow it up, you lose a land. But yeah, it it's still pretty good. Yeah. And he, he, here's here's the second thing, which is great about it. It untaps the land and it makes the land a creature. Right. You might you might think we just said that, but Oh, I like my Gaius Cradle. Yeah. I use it. Now I untap it and I have six more mana. Right. Now I'm going to use Quirion Ranger to untap it again and get right. six more mana because it's a and creature now. And you're just going to hard cast that Crater Hoof from your hand. Yeah. Yes, it, it is just gratuitous. And yeah. so so that is just making it a creature is a liability. Dice a Doomblade. But, yeah. uh, oh gosh, it can be so good. And most of your things are instant speed. So even if they kill it, okay, you just got 15 mana. Right. And um, right, yeah, yeah, pretty plus good. it's it's a threat that stays on the board. You miracles player can't source of plowshare, Nissa can't terminus Nissa. If they get one of your lands, that's fine. You've got more lands, you can just attack them with them. Then five five, they've really got to answer Nissa. And miracles is really bad at getting planeswalkers off the battlefield for the most part. Yep, so so uh, so the minus is useful largely to get back your combo pieces. Yep, get getting back a one drop. Uh, a um, net, a uh, wirewood symbiote. Getting back yeah. a wirewood symbiote can be really useful uh, for a lot of reasons. All the reasons why it's good in the first place. Getting back your crater hoof if you need to attack with it again because uh, they killed it or countered it or something. Yeah, it can be good. Yeah, um, and minus and six. The, just yeah. So that's I, I did get to watch rifle. one. So yeah. fetch lands draw you two cards. Yeah, um, I, I got to watch Julian have two of these emblems and play at the same time. Uh, it's so gross. The value, and then and then he fetch landed, so he drew four. Yeah. Um, 
it was really gratuitous. And you can you can bounce it to your hand with Quirion Ranger, and then you can play it again and yep. just draw two yep. cards. Every, yeah, it's it's really good in Elves. I don't know if it's seeing any play elsewhere. I have not seen it anywhere else. I've considered it for Maverick, but I, I think ultimately we, we don't really... Yeah. We're not interested. So, but, but it's a main deck card in Elves now. Um, yeah, two of. So, often. yeah. That's so, sometimes legit. one, sometimes two. Sometimes main deck, sometimes side. Right. Uh, I think I was playing one in the main. And I would have probably gone for two, except the dive just wasn't familiar with it. So yeah. I didn't want to go overboard. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we totally okay, missed great. that. And it's, yeah. it's a good card. Um, Anything else from Kaladesh? Uh, I don't really think so. Your, your list here mentioned Chandra and that, um, okay. So we, I went through about the first two or 300 most common cards in legacy. Cause I figure that's, that's beyond staples and into just stuff that's real. Uh, and then the top 200 sideboard cards. And she was like number 180th most common sideboard card. Yeah. I'm just going to go ahead so, and say that counts as really not seeing play. French. We, we, I'm going to call it fringe, but the fact that people are trying her says something. I'm not really sure what she'd be good for, though. I didn't talk about didn't... this, right? I mean, like, she's just not... Yeah. Like, what she does is just not particularly good in Legacy. And for Drop Planeswalker, you have to compete with Jace, so... Well, maybe people just don't like Islands because they have good taste. And that's probably... Those are probably the ones who are trying to sideboard Chandra, but... Um... Anyway, uh, I, I think that's it for, for Kaladesh. I think so. So... All right. Before we move on to our new hotnesses, yes. we have a special sponsor for the day. As I said, we have our patrons on Patreon, who we are very grateful for, and they are very patient uh, with us. But we have a special sponsor just for today. Our sponsor today is Impatience. Have yeah. you ever had a show that you're really waiting for them to come out with new episodes of Firefly, and they really just won't? Have you ever had a podcast who all of a sudden says, we'll be back next week, and then there's... Twitter account just goes dormant for three months straight. And this is the second or third or fourth time that that's happened. I've never said a word about it. Try impatience. Have you ever had some pitchforks and just not known what to do with them? <laughs> Try adding a little impatience into that mix. If somebody's not casting their spells fast enough, really, really, Miracles player, can we ban since the Binding Top? Mm. Have some impatience. Yes. All right. There we go. Moving on. Moving, Moving on. on. All right. Moving on into Aether Revolt. What is getting played at Aether Revolt? Uh, well, Fatal Push. Fatal Push. Fatal Push. Read Fatal Push. Uh, so Fatal Push is an instant for a black that says destroy target creature and it has converted mana cost two or less. Uh, then it has Revolt, which triggers if a, uh, a permanent you controlled has left the battlefield this turn. And then it says, destroy that creature if it has converted mana cost four or less instead if Revolt is active. So it kills small creatures or it kills medium-sized creatures if Revolt is active. And Revolt is usually pretty easy to activate. Yeah. They're fetch lands, fetch lands, if nothing else. Yeah. Um, okay, so that is... It sounds good. It sounds like removal. My first reaction when I saw it was, well... Black decks that don't run green might run it, but why would you ever want this instead of Abrupt Decay? Because Abrupt Decay gets rid of, you know... Artifacts and uh, enchantments and... Artifacts and enchantments, and it's uncounterable. So, that said, oh gosh, there's a reason why people splash the entire color red just for Lightning Bolt. Yes. And this does a lot of similar work. Yeah. Um, Killing small creatures. It can't go to the face, but redefine small a little bit. Right. I mean, what's, so, a cre- what's a creature that's played a lot 
has more than three toughness, but has a converted mana cost at two. Can you think of one? Yeah, Termagoy. <laughs> Termagoy! Yes. Yeah. So. Right. So I was, I knew this was going to see play because mm-hmm. um, people. I knew it would see play, but I, I did not appreciate how, how widely it would see play. So people played uh, prior to this. I mean, some of the, the decks that did not have access to, uh, to white for uh, sorts of plowshares, um, they would play uh, Disfigure. And they were usually already running Lightning Bolt. So this was like if you wanted sideboard removal, um, this would let you play additional one mana instant speed removal spells for opponents, Delvers, and whatnot. Um, Disfigure is just the same mana cost. It's also an instant. And it just says target creature gets minus two, minus two until end of turn. This is pretty much always better than that. And that was yeah. already a card that saw a decent amount of legacy play, and it always felt like bad. You know, like there definitely has to be something better than this. But there actually wasn't anything better than that. I mean, it, it was the best option for those decks. And this is a huge upgrade. It kills Tarmogoyfs pretty much all the time. And then if you have Revolt, which, as Damon was saying, pretty easy to do, you can call all kinds of other stuff, like uh, Night of the Reliquary and... Um, I don't know, like every single creature. So yeah. It isn't Emrakul or Grizzle. It, it is kind of funny. I um, heard Julian, friend of the show, Yeah, uh, he was saying how his opponent had to wasteland his own land yeah. to activate Revolt yep. so that he could target Leovold <laughs> with Fatal yep. Push. That's another one. It's just like, oh, so much value. Yeah, right. Now, I mean... He was able to do it, and it got Leovold off the table. Presumably, it was worth doing. But the guy... He was probably holding a brainstorm. And four for one that. himself? He four uh, for one yeah. himself. His own, own way, his own wasteland, his own other land, cast the Fatal Push, and then Leovold draws you a card, of course, when he gets targeted. So Presumably, yeah. it was worth it. So it shows, just shows the versatility. Right. But, it shows you yeah. how good Leovold is, that people are willing to do that to get him off the board. I, I read, has two I read, brainstorms in hand. I mean, you know. Yeah. Uh, the really interesting thing is, uh, I, and, and you could say this for every card, I suppose. I read an article about how this is and will shift uh, metagame. Yeah. Because what? Just to take one small aspect. What does this make bad? It makes Tarmogoyf bad, or at least significantly not, less not good than good. he was. Yes. Yeah, right. So say that Tarmogoyf gets played less, or that the decks that he's in gets played less, because he's no longer anything, really. Um, Alright, well, then what are they playing instead? X, Y, or Z, Nimble Mongoose, maybe, gets Man. seen some play something. Yeah, Nimble Mongoose. Well, well, now people might be playing more, say, one-drop creatures than two-drop creatures. So now, maybe Spell Snare, that counters two-mana creature spells, yeah. maybe that's not good anymore. Yeah. It, 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 it's getting a little bit down the rabbit hole of speculation, but yeah. it's very plausible that you won't face as many Tarmogoyfs because of this as being an easy, easy, cheaper answer to it. Yeah, that's, that's very possible. And maybe if you're still waiting to buy your Tarmogoyfs, maybe it means they'll get slightly cheaper. That's always really the goal. Everything we do. Uh, well, so that's one really good one. Is there anything else good in the Ether Revolt? Uh, the other one, actually, I thought was in Ether Revolt, but it turns out is in Kaladesh, is uh, Glint Nest Crane. Oh, um, yeah. 
which is seeing play specifically in uh, the non-recruiter build of Aluren, um, because it essentially just digs for artifacts, uh, and it turns out that you have a bunch of artifacts in that deck. Um, so Glint, Glint Nest Crane is uh, blue on one for a 1-3 with flying, and when it enters the battlefield, look at the top four cards of your library. You can reveal an artifact card from among them and put it into your hand, and then put the rest on the bottom of your library in any, in any order. Um, I remember when this was spoiled, looking at it and going, eh? I just sort of assumed that there was another version of this that was at least as good, if not better, already. Um, because it just sort of seems like, you know, this kind of thing where, you know, there's a creature that then lets you look at some cards and, and get some card selection and it has some mediocre stats. It just feels like there's one of these at common or uncommon in blue in like every set. Yeah, um, but I guess it's usually they usually cost three, I guess. Or I guess they're they limited do, right. to something you that know, isn't as good as in, not as many, sorceries. Or it's not four cards or something like that. So yeah. the the Aluren build specifically is trying to dig up its one copy of Parasitic Strix, which is an artifact. But then it also has four copies of Baleful Strix, four copies of uh, Shardless Agent, which are all also artifacts. So that so gives not you, likely to whiff. Not likely uh, to whiff, and specifically is looking for this one card that's an artifact, and this is you can that card that deck is very good at bouncing creatures, so you can recur this enter the battlefield trigger, and it ends up being a really good way to dig for one half, well, one third of their win condition. Um, so that was that was a surprise to me that this was remotely legacy playable. I think it's really only playable in that one kind of weird deck um just draft commons and uncommons uh, for the win in Aluren. but um anyway it's seen play in other formats i think but we don't you know it is there there are no playing standard yeah um there are no other formats but right right all right anything else uh then there is also from ether revolt there is renegade rallier yes which is a cool card um it's so it's it's a white and a green and one for a three two, with revolt. So when it enters the battlefield, if a permanent you control left the battlefield this turn, you return target permanent card, with converted mana cost two or less from your graveyard to the battlefield. So this is a standard all star right now. It's seeing a fair amount of modern play, and uh, yeah, I guess it's legacy playable. Um, it it's it's does it go into combos where it gets to bounce itself when something else comes into play to just use some kind of a loop? Or is it just a really good value thing for Enter the Battlefield little guys? Or, or I, what, what does it do? I think it, get, I think it rebuys Wastelands is the main thing it does. Uh-huh. I haven't actually seen a game with this in action, but I, I, every deck I've seen it in has four copies of Wasteland. So That is not bad. Three, three mana for destroy target land and a 3-2. Yep, pretty much. And just try I, to keep your opponent off balance. Yeah. Yeah. I, or I think failing that, that you can ramp yourself by buying back a fetch land. Um, yeah, three mana for a rampant growth that comes with a three two. That's also yep. not not too bad. Also okay. not bad. You can buy back Thalia if she's in the graveyard and in your deck, which she probably is. You know things like Gaddic Teague, because I like Pride Mage, Mavericky type goodness, basically. All right. Well, now I just want to put it in in else. I mean, you could. I could. I'm not going to. You probably should. I'm, I bet somebody's tried it on the uh, the white, green, black um, chaos build. Yeah, I, maybe so. I bet, I bet Julian has tried it because he's the one who tries things. And 
that's how he finds out about right, Nyssa, sure. Vital Force. Right. I feel I like tried. the reason this that this, I mean, when your elves die, they mostly are dying to Swords to Plowshares and Terminus, but, I mean... Yeah, there's a lot of lightning bolts sent at um, Wirewood Symbiote. Sure, sure. Anyway. Anyway. Um, okay, great. And anything else? Uh, I don't... I think that's pretty much it for me through. Okay. There actually was an elf that was being contended for mm. elves. It was three mana for a 2-2. Two, two. You draw a card when coming into the battlefield, and it's got reach, right? Am I, am yeah, I remembering I think that right? that's right. Yeah. Um, so, it, you know, Elvish Visionary for two is an all-star for a... You try not to sideboard it out. Right. 2-2 uh, two, two reach gets rid of Delvers, which are kind of a problem. Sure. I, I, I don't think it's been adopted by anybody, I, at I least not yet. I don't think so. It, it, if Delver became, you know, 30% of the meta, you'd probably start seeing it or something, because it's at least on theme. It's doing the right stuff. Right. Uh, I don't think it's going to really make it, but I wanted to mention it, because it had been tried out a bit. Right. Oh, the other thing is Walking Ballista. Oh, um, yeah. Oh, yeah, that. You know, the, that. Yeah, the every format. The, the every, you yeah. Know, Right. Breaking vintage. Right. <laughs> I hadn't seen I hadn't seen any vintage results recently. I didn't uh, know this was going to be played there. It, but I mean, I'm not I don't surprised. it's not it's not breaking vintage, but it's in vintage. It's, it's in vintage. It is a, which is, well, Triskeleton was in vintage. Apparently. There was so a combo with yeah. with that. Yeah. This doesn't have that combo, but it has other combos. Uh specifically it has it it's a creature that you can win the game if you can pay infinite mana for it. Um which Yep is what Food Chain wants to do. Um, it yep. has an infinite mana combo. We'll talk about that deck some other day, but it has an infinite mana combo, That, that but the, the drawback is that the mana can only be spent on creature spells. So well, this is probably the best a, way yeah, to win creature lightning creature bolt. spell. Yeah. Um, right, yeah. Uh, as many lightning bolts as you want if you have enough mana. So Creature yeah. fireball, there you go. Right, creature, creature fireball. fireball. There you go, yeah. All right. Um, it's, uh, great. Yeah. That's basically what it is. It has some other. It it does actually other things, but for legacy purposes, I think that's the only deck it's seeing play in, and that okay. is what it is doing in that deck. Well, there are a couple other that are super fringe, like didn't show up in the top two hundred. Um, yeah, you know, like I, some people have tried Fleetwing Cruiser or something. One of the vehicles. Eh, it's. It, I, I'm not a little surprised. Heart of Kieran hasn't fringe. been tried. Um, I. But, actually, Hope of Girapur. I had heard people wanting to use that basically. To do the same job Xanthid Swarm does, yeah. just a little differently. I thought worse, I, I forget why. They, t- they explained to me why it was better for some decks, right. but it's not in the top 200 cards, so beyond so, fringe. I think that the issue with Hope of Giripper is that it's it's a uh, deals damage trigger, whereas Xanthid Swarm is a attack trigger. Yep. And so if you're trying to attack into like a Delver deck, they can just block your Hope of Giripper because it's a 1-1. And they can block and kill this Antitorm, but it doesn't matter because you're going to storm off and kill them. Uh, I I took some convincing to think it even had any uses in any format. Some people were hopeful. uh, As again, wasn't in the top whatever hundred I looked at. I thought it might just because it's like you have to splash. Zantidswarm is a green creature and Storm isn't normally playing green, but I guess they already are splashing green so they can play Abrupt Decay. So, you know, anyway. All right. So that's... That's those. That's uh, moving on to Amonkhet. Amonkhet. I I have my picks in color order, and uh, the, I I dug as deep as I thought I could because I okay. wanted to talk about anything. All right. Um, 
So I have uh, I have one card I think is going to see at least some amount of play, and then I have some other cards that I think are interesting, but ultimately I've got will like not 20, see play. So we'll see how many we can even oh, get boy. there. All oh, right, boy. well, I, I will just start then. All right. Um, Gideon's Intervention. Gideon's Intervention. Gideon's Intervention, which is an enchantment. You name a card, your opponent can't cast that card. We've seen that before, Meddling Mage. It, it costs, I don't know, more than two. So yeah. that's this not the important part. Yeah. The other part is that the named card doesn't deal damage to, I think it's you or permanence you control. Uh, yes, I would damage not, that would be dealt. I would yeah. not be shocked if somebody finds a way to use this. It would be a new archetype, basically based around this, mm. so that you name one of your permanents and then have it deal damage to you for benefit. You know, uh, crypt rats and deal two hundred damage to all creatures and players or something. That seems so, uh, maybe really unlikely, maybe clunky. fringe, maybe it might not even ever happen. But that's where my brain went first: was this plus crypt rats is uh, a pestilence that doesn't hurt you or your creatures. I that's, mean... That's good. That or heck, it put it is. on pestilence. Put it on pestilence, because pestilence is hard to beat. An enchantment deck. A black-white enchantment deck. Uh, I mean, there is an enchantress deck. It's white-green, and it's well, super fringe. Um, and this, they one already have this one doesn't need more, any creatures. Is... This, one does, this one does not need any creatures. It just needs these two enchantments and a little bit of time. We'll see. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to say no, but okay, okay. very creative. It, it, it is, and it would be a new deck. I, I don't think that goes into anything. So it's whether anybody innovates enough with that. Uh, next, uh, Vizier of Remedies. Vizier of Remedies, I think this might be a thing in modern rather than here, but it prevents minus from minus from counters. Um, so it, it gives an additional redundancy to some of the... Um, uh, what are they? Um, malaria. Persist combos? Yeah, malaria right. combos. Having two malarias might be enough? I Probably not. But I'm, I, I just keep an eye out that there are now two malarias that do the exact same thing. Except that one malaria of which also a, happens to really hard hose infect, which is a deck in those formats. Eh, and eh, I think you're, eh. you'd rather have that. Um, well, not, well, yeah. This, this would be malaria five through eight just to make a deck more redundant Those and reliable. usually aren't even playing... I think they're usually playing two copies, so I don't think well, now you're interested run, in a fifth copy. Now you can run eight. Well, Eight is yep. more than two, Drew. Eight is more than two. All right. Yep. Uh, and, and, okay, um, I, I actually had Dust to Dawn on here, but that just costs too much. I love... Well, well, here's the thing. Death and Taxes, something that wipes the board of big stuff and gets back any of your little stuff that have died... It's worth testing in Death Taxes. I think it costs too much. I don't think they it, need it. It costs but... too much. They're not going to play it. All right. I saw it, and that's what I thought of. And it's worth testing, but we'll call it the uh, test it just because you never know, not because it's actually good. Uh, that's, sure. all that, that, that's all I had in white. Did you have anything in white? Um, I wanted to mention uh, Gideon of the Trials because people are talking about it. Not for Legacy, though. I don't think it's going to see Legacy play. It doesn't. We, we, we it talked doesn't about it. I, I, I talked about it very briefly with some folks. Uh, Julian asked, like, is there anything that just folds to that that can't get rid of the Gideon? Uh, the, uh, the Gideon? And the answer is, not really. Everything can still get around it, so it's yep. it's Storm not even a soft game block. one, maybe yeah. not. Depends on the build. But, right. but even Miracles, like, they can get this no, guy like, off the battlefield if, eventually. If you're losing to any deck in Legacy, this isn't going to help you. 
and right. it's not really ever going to help you win. So, yeah. uh, all right, all right. Uh, moving on. So blue, blue as foretold, as foretold. Probably I think not. Not, but, but it's, it's a cool that, effect. Um, we're, we're not really saying what the cards do. Are we assuming that people know about the current sets? Uh, we can say what as foretold does. So it's an enchantment if we link for it. a blue and two. Uh, it says at the beginning of your upkeep, you put a time counter on it, and then once each turn, you can pay zero rather than pay the mana cost for a spell you cast with converted mana cost X or less, where X is the number of time counters on it. Which so, means turn one, you get to cast a suspend card. For like, example, like uh, Ancestral, Ancestral Vision or Restore Balance or something like that. Um, yeah, so this into Restore Balance, then the next turn, I don't know, Source Plowshares. And then the next turn, you know, it... It, it does some stuff. I, I think ultimately there are a lot of ways to cheat on mana costs in Legacy, and this is not ultimately this is better slow. than this. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing good about it is the suspend cards, honestly, because anything that costs one, you can always just pay the one. Right. Um, so if somebody really wants to get the benefits from Cascade and Shardless, but not play Shardless, yeah. I, don't know. I, don't, I don't see this as being a real contender. Shardless is a really it, good card, and I think you should just continue playing Shardless. But. Yeah, it's interesting, and maybe it can get played in Modern where they don't have Shardless. I don't know. Maybe. Still going to say no. All right, uh, that's all I had for Blue. Okay. Bone Picker in Black. Bone Picker. Bone Picker! Bone it's a 3-2 three, three, flyer for one mana. That's pretty good in Legacy. I mean... I, I hang on. I don't. I'm trying to even find this card. It is a three-two bird vulture or something, uh, and it is for four mana. But if a creature, I think if a creature has died this turn, it costs one instead. So okay, turn two, bolt, and this. That's not so bad. Yeah, this could I go. Mean, this could be Delver five through eight in a lot of things. I don't think it's worth warping a deck around with. You know, uh, creatures that kill themselves or gut shots or anything like that to force it turn one. Oh, it also has yeah. death touch, so that might be relevant sometimes. It's, it's, I mean, you know, I had read right past this card, and um, I will concede that it is worth at least thinking about. I think the it answer is. is still going to be no, because sometimes your opponent doesn't have creatures. and Sometimes, and so you'd want to make sure that you have at least... You can kill. And so you'd want to have this in a deck with at least something with other creatures. Again, maybe, you know, maybe I'll Dover 5 through 8 or something. It's maybe. not going to be turn 1. It's, it's not going to be attacking turn 2. And that's right. a bit of a problem. But yeah. still, oh, that's not, it's not the worst. I mean, I, a 3-2 flyer for black, even if you have to jump through some hoops, is pretty legit. I mean, you yeah. could imagine so, maybe some non-blue I mean, decks trying to play this instead of Delver. There's a, yeah, there's a reason. Yeah, you can play this instead of Delver if you don't want to play blue, or throw it in as Delver 5 through 8, or something. Right. Because, uh, you know, one problem with Delver decks, their Delvers die sometimes. They do. A lot, of, a lot of time on their opponent's turn. Yes. But, still, relevant. Okay. And and if it picks up, you may want to start killing your Delvers on your turn, rather than waiting. Sure. You yeah. know. I, I, uh, my, my, my guess is still, no, not going to see Legacy play, but... Interesting. Interesting. All right. Uh, anything else in black? Um, I don't think I had anything in black. All right. Green. I had two that I want to mention, but I don't think either of them are going to see play. So I, I like just chatting. We're here. The, the, okay. The one black card I wanted to talk about, actually, I'm sorry, was Shadow of the Grave, 
which is a oh yeah a black and one for an instant. It says return to your hand all cards in your graveyard that you cycled or discarded this turn. Mm-hmm. That feels potentially powerful, especially with something like Lion's Eye Diamond. Um, combo True. decks do pitch their hands sometimes. Hard for them to cast this after activating Lion's Eye Diamond. And, and if they've done that, that and have stuff, the ability to cast well, things, so they're probably you, just winning. If you cast this and you put it on the stack, and then you crack the Lion's Eye Diamond, then True, you pitch you your hand and then it back. resolves, you get everything back. Now, of course... well. You yeah. per, you could have just cast for the same mana cost. You could have just cast uh, you could have just cast Infernal Tutor instead of Shadow of the Grave, and, and, and won get, the game. You could have probably won the game. I mean, but right, I, it's it's interesting potentially as a as a combo piece. I think again, I think the answer is that this is not going to actually see any play at least right now. But I, it okay. wouldn't shock me if sometime in the next couple of years somebody figured out a combo deck that did use this. Maybe not tier one, but, you know, the, the power is there. All right, so green, I'm going to go fast because I don't think they'll, they're will they worth playing. But nope. uh, Prowling Serpopod. Serpopod? Yeah. Yeah, so what, it's, it's a 4-3 for three mana. It yeah. can't be countered, and your other creatures can't be countered. Um, At least so, worth a look in some green-heavy si- sideboards. Yeah, um, I mean, Cavern of Souls is good, and it's largely good because now your stuff can't be countered. Right. This keeps all your things from being countered. Right, and if you're, if you're, right, if your deck isn't really heavy on one particular tribe, um, yeah. you know, like, all right, I mean, you're, like, you're playing elves, whatever, you don't need this, just your Cavern, like, Cavern of Souls will, will get you covered, but um, if you're playing something that's a whole bunch of different, like, the Del- right. some sort of Delver build or something, but yeah. uh, you don't have but, that many Cavern of Souls in that deck, the, but, there is a two-mana creature that already did this, but it didn't have the this creature can't be countered. Right. So they could always just counter, counter your that. Yeah. Uh, Herald of Ga- Gaia's Herald. Gaia's Herald, yeah. Um, it was so also a 2-2 two, two instead of a 4-3, so this, you know, to the extent that you're trying to win the game also the, by... The fact that that one's unplayable makes me think this one is too, though. That is my... Uh, that is... Uh, yes, we have a lot of... Uh, we're having... We're arriving at that conclusion a lot. <laughs> sa- sandworm Convergence. Okay, this is being silly. LOL. But, uh, oh, oh, gosh. You don't know how happy it would make me to drop this against a show tell player. I oh, mean... nice Iona you got there naming green. Oh, nice... Uh, Nice Grizzlebrand, nice yeah. Emrakul, yeah. Oh, so now now the flyer you dropped can't attack, and I'm just going to get a 5-5 five five every turn, just because. And eventually, yeah, I mean, give yeah, me three five or four five turns and win. I'll just kill you. Yeah. yeah. Love it. I'm um, not even going to try it. It's but pretty sweet, I, but I'm pretty sure that there are better things to cheat in, and it costs eight. Yeah. So. Oh, no, 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 it's... it's You'd need either some heavy mana, in which case you can just, you know, cast your own Emrakul, or... There is a, it, there is a modern deck that plays, uh, what is it, in, uh, in, Enduring Ideal or whatever that card is called. Oh, ah, yeah. Just, it's, gra- it's like grab a, enchantments and put it into play? That, right. that could be a thing. Uh, yeah, I can see maybe this maybe. being at least some sideboard tech there because they, they play Form of the Dragon as their main oh, condition. This is which says that Well, Form of the Dragon prevents non-flying creatures from attacking, which probably Ooh. is more oh, both. useful both together is great but right both together is pretty awesome um yeah but that's right. modern not legacy so yeah um all right uh so that's all i had for green that's yeah. all i had for monocolored uh i think did you, you skipped red was that on purpose oh there there is one red card that we do need to talk about that will definitely see some play 
though oddly not as much as we thought yesterday. Uh, uh, Harsh yeah. mentor. Yeah, Harsh this mentor. is we've we've recorded this. You uh, you'll probably be able to tell. Hopefully, I'll see what I can do about the audio quality. But you may be able to tell this has been recorded in three separate parts. The first two were before the announcement of the banning of Sensei's Divining Top. Uh, but now we know better, and so um, yeah, yeah. You, you you unless unless Drew thinks it makes for good stinger, you want to hear us talk about whether or not Mentor is good against miracles because ding dong, the Miracles Witch is dead. Right. So right. you know, so this card was a lock to see a substantial amount of play while Miracles remained legal and the best deck in the format. Um, I still, still think it's going to see some play. Right. It's just not it. It's an obvious inclusion as a sideboard card against miracles, and now that there's no miracles, it, decks may be able to skip it. Um, I, I think if you're playing red, you still will at least be testing this as a sideboard card. You should card. certainly and at least probably, test it. it it's, probably it's, every red deck can do well to have it, because it hits more than just top. It hits a lot of stuff. I mean, yeah, every every red creature deck i mean all of the all yeah. of the delver decks that are that are playing red for the most part i think uh should be playing this um or at least testing it i i think the the power level is certainly there um and even if miracles has gone there'll probably be still some miracles ish kind of control decks that are going to end up using a bunch of activated abilities so uh, yeah. i would i would not be surprised if this ends up still being good even if not maybe quite as good as it could have been uh, moving on to gold cards and colorless, colorless cards. cards. Yeah. All right. Let me get pull up my list real quick. I had for artifacts. I had one. Okay. What and you? I had not thought of this until I heard uh, actually Julian was answering somebody's question. He was saying probably no. Yeah. Throne of the Pharaoh God. Um. Two man artifact. Yeah, it's that, a legendary does, artifact. At the beginning of your end step, each opponent loses life equal to the number of tapped creatures you control. So I... this is a way to deal conceivably a lot of damage to your opponent if you've got car creatures that say tap for an ability, such as right. elves. Like that's that's a lot of reach for elves. If you've got ten elves and you just yeah, tap out for mana, yeah, I don't think probably it's, no. I don't probably think it's no, worth doing. Keep keep your eye on it. I could see that being worth testing i don't really see it but yeah i i drew's here with the he's probably gonna get the number of cards right and get the actual cards half right i'm here for the shotgun of i'll still i'm, I'm pretty sure that, i'm but. going to get all of it right which is that harsh mentor is going to see play and nothing else but well i'm I, i'm here to tell you all the things that you will see people test testing yes right well yes. that's that's why you're going out on and, yeah and, and and of all the things that they test well I'm going to say two. Make it to la- lasting fringe levels. Okay. That, that's what I'm here for. It's the shotgun. To make sure that your eye is at least looking at everything. Right. And you don't miss Nissa Vital Force. Right. You could get the next Nissa Vital Force. I, I, I had to which... change the gauge of the shotgun. I've been too narrow is really what right, I'm Right. That's the, the hilarious part is that you took a shotgun to that and then actually missed and then missed one anyway. Missed, missed all of yeah. it. Yeah. All right. Um, uh, lands. Lands. There are three lands that I want to talk about right now. Are they the deserts? What well, one is the deserts? Like honestly, the deserts. There's there's what there's three deserts. There right? are four deserts actually. I missed four deserts. Is that including the old card desert? No. Or is, oh, there's five deserts. Five, there are four deserts in this set. One of them is just a 
like a uh, a mana filter land that's a desert. Um, okay. Yes. Um, so shimmering yeah, one, one of, with yeah, that one. Type. No, that one's yeah. that one's easy. obviously not. Uh, th- there's one that makes a two-two. Yep. If the sacrifice. There's one that, that pings your opponent for one when it enters the when battlefield. When it comes into play. Yep. And there's another one that does something complicated. Yeah, puts minus one, minus one counter. Which one is Grasping Dunes? Because that's what I have written down. The Which one one's that, that? Grasping Dunes is the one that, it's not really actually that complicated. You sacrifice Grasping Dunes to put a minus one, minus one counter on target creature, and it's one and tap to do that, and then one tap and sacrifice to do that, and then you can activate that ability only if you could cast a sorcery. So, a land that kills things. Ah, there are colorless decks. I don't know. That, nah. I'm, probably, I'm, probably, I'm probably being crazy. But, I'm probably being crazy. Yeah. But, still, an uncounterable way to kill a utility creature that also just taps for mana. That's, that's a good thing. It, it could, it, it, it's not a terrible card. It's not a legacy card. I think you're right. But I saw it and I wanted to... I, I wanted to, I wanted yeah. to talk about it. I liked it. Deserts are fun. Camels, camels gotten better. Camel, camel has gotten radically better. It's like from up from like uh, tier twenty to like I don't know tier seventeen. <laughs> wait, uh, wait, what, what scale tiers are we on? I don't. How, like, how high up do these numbers go? I think twenty one is where they go to. Yeah, probably about. Um, okay. There's I don't know like. Was it like wood elemental or that that that's like oh, tier twenty one? Adventures Guild Hall. Yeah, yeah. That, those 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 are chilling in tier twenty one. So Camel okay. is ahead of that. But uh, all right, now now it's all the way up to tier seventeen. Tier seventeen, you know, in just, right. like maybe you so, could rig a machine together to make this suck a little less. Yeah, <laughs> but so okay. Here is the Cascading Cataracts. This uh-huh. is a strict upgrade to an unplayable card. Uh, well. It is... What's that? Oh, well. Good. Well, why, why are you being harsh on that? Because it's still unplayable. <laughs> I would have said the same thing, except there is an article which we will link. I think I've said like three things I'm going to link, and I'm going to probably forget them all. But eh. on Hipsters of the Coast, uh, where some friends of the show wrote about uses it might have in Legacy. They were pairing it with things like Armageddon because it's indestructible. Okay. Taking advantage of its indestructibility and then using things like I think they were using it in Twelve Post as something. I they I mean, they had some uses taking advantage of the indestructibility aspect. That's interesting. I mean, I think the issue is that it still isn't very good. What it does is indestructible land taps to add colors or for five generic mana and tap this land you can add five mana in any combination of colors to your mana pool. Yeah. So, so it's an awesome filter land. The problem is that filter lands are never any good. And, well, all right, there's the, the ones from Laurel and Block. But it's, I'm pretty sure this is still not going to be any good. Um, you're probably right, but I saw it on some lists that look interesting. Yeah. It, it, there are some lists where it is being tested, like actively by good players. So, okay. I, I expect it will not find a lasting spot, but I mean, heck, anything that makes Armageddon one-sided is going to be could at least fit into a tier three strategy, and then with tuning, 
who knows how good it can get. Maybe. All right. I mean, I will concede that that is an interesting idea. Tier three is won't be the worst deck at your local event. Probably. Right. I'm saying like, yeah. It plays. It's a game. It's a deck that works. Is tier three. Right. Anything that makes Armageddon one sided is at least a deck that works. At least you know better than casual. So sure. I don't know. I, I, I've set the bar kind of low there, but the sky's the limit. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, um, I think you're reaching, lands. but yeah, the cycle lands. The, the, the fetchable ah, wizards. Why you do this to me? Yeah. We wanted we wanted a, a good fetchable cards. We wanted the fetchable fast lands, and you gave us the fetchable cycle lands. That's not what we wanted. But. Yeah, well, maybe they okay. they could give us fetchable fast lands in a non modern legal set. Maybe that would kind All of right. be so. Too th- good. These are fetchable, but they come into play tapped, right. so they're mostly useless. Right. I'm gonna say mostly useless. It wouldn't oh, shock God. me oh, if somebody came, like a lands deck comes up with a use for these. I mean, I, they already. I have would say that it would. But... I, I was guaranteeing that the white blue one would see play as a singleton in miracles, and now uh, there's no more miracles. <laughs> I, I do yeah. hold, and people disagree with me. I hold that it would have found a spot as a singleton because you're not being all that fast. You've got lots of lands. You don't you always just not fetch it up for a first. You, you can yeah. daze to bounce it to hand and then cycle it like. Well, They're, miracles doesn't play days. Well, no, but so that's irrelevant. I but I mean, you know what I mean. Bouncing like, it, to, bouncing them to hand and cycling is a nifty little trick. And right, like I said, a lands deck or, or, or something. Brainstorm something it away, might, keep, it, keep it in your deck, and then when you eventually are stuck with it, you can uh, you can you cycle it. Right, like it's, or you can if you are activating a fetch for whatever reason and you don't need the land the mana immediately you can just go ahead and get it and now it's a tundra basically for the rest of the game i mean I, they're not terrible it wouldn't shock me like i said if if there were a deck that could end up managing to find a way to play one of these as a singleton but yeah all right i also that, wouldn't that, be shocked if none of them saw any play at all ever i, so. I now think without miracles that unless I, any white blue control deck yeah that is now coming up should look at them. I'm not even gonna say should test them because I, I, I was already going out on a limb saying a singleton in an established control deck. Yeah. I don't think they're gonna see play because it's fetch the fetchability doesn't matter if it can't come into play untapped. Right. To I mean, play a Mirage fetch land at that point. Well, I mean the nice thing is that I mean it you could fetch it end of turn and now if you don't need the mana right now and then you you know, I mean that that it can be done. It's just you can't see how hard I'm rolling my eyes. Shocklands do that. Shocklands do that, that just right. fine. So you'd have to. Right. Shocklands are better. Ob- Shocklands be are, shock are better, and obviously the you have to really care about cycling. And I don't think that anyone's ever going to care enough about cycling, especially since there are already lands that have cycling. I mean, lands does play yeah. lands that have cycling, but those lands, the lands that it plays, the, the, the fetchability makes it do two things poorly. As right, opposed to the to, lands that already cycle for one, which do one thing poorly. Well, they so, do, well, they do right. I mean, and one thing well, I guess. Yeah, right. So that's all right. Yeah. Well, I think that's all we've got. And uh, uh, did you have any other thing else from the set? No, I yeah. Like I said, right, well, I don't think anything else is going to see play. So we 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 are going to wrap it up quick. This has gone on for long enough. Uh, we're just going to say the band card of the day is since it's divining top and go listen to our other episode. <laughs> Fair enough. And, until next time, I am Jamie, uh, and he is Drew, yeah. and I talk too much and talk for him and introduce him sometimes. Sometimes and sign us off sometimes. too. All right. <laughs> All right. Till next time. Thanks, and remember, preparation is the best legacy weapon. 
What are you doing? You're making tons of noise in the background. I don't have to answer that question. You don't? No, I don't. It sounds like you're getting a bunch of Skittles out of a plastic tub. If I say that that's what it is, can we just assume that that's true and leave you in suspense? Um, sure. Yeah, we can okay. do that. All right. 